This is episode 335 on April 22nd, 2020. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Welcome, gentlemen. This is our second uh, YouTube uh, podcast, and so I, I, I think we had a lot of fun the the first time. So we decided to do it again. So <laughs> we didn't like, oh, we're never doing this again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, how are you guys doing uh, since we met last week? We've we've, we've kind of been. Uh, this has been a little bit different since we've started this. We're in a every other week uh, mode, but we're getting back on track. How you guys been? Start with you, uh, Dave. Not doing pretty good. Um, weather's been pretty good, so I've been able to get out and walk at lunch. Yeah. And uh, take some photos while I've been out there walking. So that's always a good thing. Good. You know, get, get a little different chance while you get at, while you get a chance. Yeah. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well, uh, Joe. Doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, you caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, lots of pictures. I can't even think where to start, really. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. A lot of wildflower stuff. Um, yeah, mostly that. <laughs> That's good. How are you How are you doing, Greg? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, we actually just had some snow of here in the last couple of days it's gone now again but <laughs> i just it it never fails i get my snow tires off the vehicles and we get more snow yeah but it wasn't enough to uh put a put a hamper on the driving but um uh did a really good interview for my other podcast last night for the uh, artful life photography community uh i spoke with uh cielo de la paz cool um she's a, a real big uh video girl like but for doing video and that so i actually learned a lot from listening to her and uh just a real fun interview so give it a listen if you want to know a lot about video cool that's awesome yeah i've um i've been playing a lot with my phone and so we're going to get into a little bit of of what i've been doing so we're going to talk about two things today we're going to talk about the iphone 11 pro and uh, you know, the things that I've been doing with it, but then also we're going to uh, jump into a question uh, that was asked on our Facebook group about uh, getting into a slump when it comes to your creativity, whether it be photography or anything else. And I thought that'd be a good topic for us to talk about. All right, so let's go ahead and get in it. Let's, uh, let's talk about the iPhone 11 Pro. Focus point. So um, I've been playing with the uh, with the photos app in uh, I, with the iPhone 11 Pro. It's you know it has uh, three different cameras on it. Uh, you have the uh, wide angle, the uh, super wide, and the telephoto. And um, just this uh, week, I started playing around with the portrait mode. And um, 
my my daughters, my two youngest daughters were outside playing with flowers or they would get their hair done and they'd come and show me. I said, all right, let me take a picture. And, um, and so I was, uh, I was playing with the portrait mode and I have to say, I really like it. It's a, um, it, it's a good feature to have. Um, didn't have it before. Uh, always heard about it. Never, never really played with it that much. I see other people, uh, shoot with it, but they, um, I, I so I, I took pictures and uh, one thing I noticed is that you don't get the live feature when you do portrait mode. Mm-hmm. Um, that is turned off for obvious reasons, um, and you can actually go in and edit the depth of field that you want. Um, they they have a an option where you can choose the aperture setting, which I I, I think is pretty cool. Um, I try to do as minimalistic as possible so that um, the imperfections aren't that obvious. And so I had uh, I'd taken some pictures of my uh, youngest daughter after she got her hair um, cut and not cut, uh, um, combed and, and brushed and put in a ponytail. And uh, she's four years old and I didn't tell her to do this, but she was kind of like taking her arms and, and doing different angles. And so it wasn't like straight and stiff as a board, but she was, she was kind of doing this on her own. And I'm like, Hey, great. I don't even have to coach her on what to do. And so she had little, you know, like uh, different lines going in, in the way she was standing. And um, I tell her, okay, look at the cup over here. Cause I didn't want her to look directly into the camera the whole time. And then I'd say, all right, look at mommy. And she'd look at mommy, mommy and just get this big old smile. So I got a profile picture of her and um, I'll, I'll, I'll post some of these into the show notes of uh, on, on the website so you can take a look at it. It's tinyshutter.com. Uh, but, you know, I, I noticed that we can edit the depth of field. We can uh, play with it a little bit. And uh, it was it was really good. So I'm going to play with it more often. I think it really works well with people more than objects because I think the the way the algorithms are, it's, you know, it's, it's seeing where the face is and then it's addressing what the rest of the body should be so that it can, um, it can focus correctly. So, uh, ha- have you guys, uh, played with that feature by, uh, at all? Yeah, I think, um, I think you can actually play, there's a thing, if you select, instead of sh- selecting, um, portrait mode you can select the f-stop and uh-huh. you can adjust that before you even shoot oh okay yeah and yeah i find i found that was really good for shooting like inanimate objects okay like when you're not shooting a person you're getting then, a live again, you can still edit it afterwards but yeah right. you could do it live okay cool before you shoot i think that's only for it I'm might only say, be for the 10s and up. Yeah, the it 10s. Yeah, 10s and 11. Yeah, no, okay. it's only yeah. for the 10s and 11. Uh, the other advantage that the three camera has is that you can do portrait mode without zooming in. Okay. Where you can do portrait mode over your main wide angle versus yeah. the tele. 
I'll have to I'll have to play with that because it automatically yeah. will switch to the telephoto lens. Okay. Um, and so I I have just started getting into it, so I don't know if I'll, I'll see if I can do that because I did notice yeah. that when I would switch from um, uh, from the photos app to the uh, not the photos app. Let's see what is it. It is when you go from photo to portrait. Yeah. Um, it, it automatically it will. In. It'll do a two times zoom, so you can actually okay. you can back you you can back out of it. Okay. So yeah, um, because I know with the with my ten, for me to do portrait mode, it uses the the two X and the nor and at the time normal. Yeah. The, so the Y, so it uses those. But since you have the three, it can use the wide and the extra wide. Yeah. As the two and just the low di- the low uh, light feature. Yes. It's so much better on the wide versus the tele. Okay. So even though your tele is a lot better than my telephoto in terms of yeah. uh, low light and being able to focus, but that main one's still better still. Well, I'll play with it more as, yeah. as I go along. And, uh, and so, Let's yeah, you, I, I'm, I would say, no, go ahead. I'd say also, you don't have to worry about trying to uh, reframe an image, mm. which is a pain, at least I find a pain in the butt when you're trying to do a portrait mode. You're like, okay, oh, there it is. I have the camera up. I open it up. I look good, hit that portrait mode, and all of a sudden, zoom. Yeah. Like, okay, let me back up a little bit here so I can get you in a better <laughs> yeah. thing. So the that'll other- help too, so you can get a nice, long, wider shot. Yeah. The other thing I did was um, I, I did a a regular video and I also did a time lapse video where um, mm. I was riding in the in the Jeep and I put my phone on the phone holder, but I turned it and started videoing my drive. And mm. um, now you got to understand Jeeps are not um, they're not soft when it comes to, to riding. They're pretty rough. And so this thing's like bouncing up and down on the window, you know, as we're going along. And I'm thinking it's going to be garbage. But the image stabilization is so good that you can see the arm of the holder bouncing up and down, but everything else is is smooth. Mm. Um, and so... Yeah, Cielo mentioned that last night in that interview. She's got the 11 Pro and she said the stabilization is just off the charts. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking... Maybe I need to invest into uh, something that would work better um, so that you don't have the, 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 the grip. You can see this part of it and then the, the arm in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the view. But also, uh, I have, uh, for, for my style of Jeep, the, uh, the windshield wiper is not like this. It's like this going across uh, my windshield. And so you see all that there too, but I was I was actually really surprised with both the video and the in the time lapse on how well it, it worked. And even which when camera hitting, did you use? Uh, so I used I I mostly used the uh, wide angle. Um, I did bounce around between the other two also, mainly because there was a car in front of me that was having a real hard time staying in, 
staying on the road and in mm-hmm. the in the in the uh, <laughs> in the painted lanes. Um, so I was bouncing back and forth with that. But when I did the when I did the time lapse, I did it with the with the regular wide angle, and um, it was it turned out really well. So I'm going to be playing with that more and seeing what I can do to um, have a a better quality video when it came to what's in the screen bouncing around all the time and seeing if I can uh, do something better with that. So I, so far I like it. It's, it's, uh, it's really doing a great job. And uh, you know, since I am getting more into video um, that image stabilization is working out really well. So all right. I, why, before you head off, one thing sure. I have a question about because I saw this demoed when the eleven came out. Uh huh. Was the sound how it supposedly can almost focus the sound on this object in front of you, and you know if, found, if sounds are coming from the side, it'll actually m- kind of mute those out and only focus on what's in front of you. I didn't know if you had a chance to. I notice did notice. About that. So when um. When you do the wide angle and the super wide, the sound is the same. But when you when you select the uh, the telephoto, it, it's almost like um, it instead of getting a three sixty sound, it's more of a focus sound. But it's not, you know, if somebody was talking, it would have probably been different. But it almost sounded like it blocked off this ear, like you can hear it in both ears. Um, and then when I went to telephoto, this one went away and I could only hear out of this side. So, uh, that's something else that I'm going to have to research and see what it is because it wasn't really focusing on any, anybody, but what it was probably doing was eliminating, uh, some of the other microphones. And, um, because I think there's what, there's three microphones on this camera on this phone. Um, there should be one on the bottom, one on the back and one on the front. And, um, so, you know, it just, it, it, it does eliminate those, but that's a, yeah, that's a good, uh, good question and a good, uh, you know, uh, something for me to focus on. Yeah. Without having one of those phones, um, a friend of mine, Randy, he had, post pick there a couple of times uh, shows ago. Yeah. It was that water scene there. He's got the 11 pro and he showed me some video that he took at a, um, it was a little zoo where you can go in and pet the, the, the goats and whatever. And the video that he showed me showed, uh, I think it was one of his nieces or nephews or something running, running around out by where his wife was standing. And she was about 30 feet away. And you can hear what they were saying over and above what was beside you. Oh like yeah, I, it would. It did a really good job of picking them up because they were being, you know, tracked by the camera or whatever. It was almost so, like a shotgun mic. Sounds oh, like it, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was floored by it. Well, good. Well, it looks like I got more homework. <laughs> so. All right, well, let's go ahead and transition into uh, a, a subject that I know that we have dealt with, but uh, one of our listeners, uh, or uh, one of the people on our Facebook group had uh, posted a question. I screenshot it. Uh, this is from Eric. And he says, you ever get in the photography slump? Like you, 
you crashed face first into a brick wall. And uh, Matt said, all of the time, I said, yes. I said, that's how I got into mobile photography. I said, it helped me to pull out of my slump. I'd recommend getting together, obviously not right now, um, get together with other photographers and collaborate. We tend to do things by ourselves and we we fall into slumps. So, yes, I've been in slumps. I may be in a slump right now. Um, and, and so let's, let's quickly talk about that. Um, uh, see here, uh, Greg, you mentioned something about how, how to fall into a slump. Go ahead and, uh, elaborate a little bit on that. Um, I don't know what I said, but what I can say, I think it was uh, about the time of year. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're a little behind you guys up here obviously because of the difference in the you know latitude or whatever but so there's not a whole lot of nice wildflowers coming out here i I see people's pictures on instagram and i think oh come on come on you know but they're not they're they're just not coming out yet um it's so brown looking around here it's just really blase but the other thing that comes to mind to get out of the slump is even when there's um, nothing like really colorful to shoot, I find put yourself into a challenge, whether it's a a week long challenge, a 30 day challenge, or even the 365 thing, but challenge yourself and commit to shooting and posting or whatever, a photo a day for that length of time. And it'll actually force you out of that slump. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I found the last time I did a 365 project. You know, you get a few months into it and you think, what am I going to shoot now? But all of a sudden you start looking around and you start seeing things and it, it's a surefire way to get out of a slump. Put yeah. yourself into a challenge and you've got to commit to it. Yeah. It works. And and probably focus, you know, not, not, not be so you know, wide open on, you know, what you're doing, but, you know, narrow it down so that you have something to aim at instead of, you know, trying to go off in a bunch of different directions. Um, yeah. Give yourself a theme or something. Yeah. Matt. You know? do you, yeah. Matt, do you have any uh, suggestions or stories that you can uh, elaborate on? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I know similar to uh, Greg, you know, the winter time is a, a big uh, probably the, the most, uh, uh, the most often that I would fall into a slump, you know, being, uh, someone who primarily shoots landscapes, um, you know, if there's no snow on the ground and it's just Brown and sticks and everything, then it's, you know, hard to be inspired to, to go out and shoot. And, um, I, I don't know why, uh, a lot of other genres of photography don't interest me that much to actually shoot myself. Um, so it can be challenging. Um, so some things that have worked for me to, to get out of a slump. Um, if you have a, a local art museum, mm. I would suggest visiting, uh, even if there's not like a photography exhibit or like really anything that's related to photography, um, just you know, going and looking at paintings and sculpture and, you know, just different forms of art can um, really just jumpstart your creativity. And I mean, I, 
I think like every time I've left an art museum, um, I'm totally psyched and have ideas of some kind of photo that I want to take, uh, even if it's not landscape. Like a lot of times I get jazzed about some totally different genre of photography um, just from ideas that were sparked by, you know, checking out the exhibits at the art museum. Um, so, so that, that works for me. Um, you know, a, another thing too would be, um, uh, you know, I, I know this show is, you know, iPhone and mobile photography, but maybe take a different camera out for a day. If, yeah. if you have a different camera, um, just sometimes just having a different uh, piece of gear in your hand can be enough to, you know, just get you excited about it. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about uh, moments and, and uh, you know, accessory lenses and stuff. Um, those can be a great way to kind of get you out of a slump by giving you a new uh, field of view to experiment with, whether it's telephoto or super wide angle or fisheye. Um, macro. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, macro for sure. Yeah, I mean, macro is a great one, especially if you want to be frustrated to no end. Um, <laughs> macro. <laughs> macro. <laughs> macro will do it. Um, I, I know f for me, um, you know, I, I've mentioned this on the show numerous oh, times. Yes. This is my, uh, my, my DXO one, uh, camera and it's cool cause it works, you know, in conjunction, uh, with the iPhone. So I'll show you real quick here. It's got a little, uh, uh, lightning, uh, adapter on it. So it, it plugs in, uh, to the iPhone. It looks like that. Um, if I had my phone unlocked here, you would see that, uh, ah, gosh, darn it, uh, fires up the DXO, uh, app. And, uh, I don't know if you can see there, but it, yeah. uh, it, um, wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's your, uh, you know, your, your camera. So, um, you know, this is something that I love shooting with. Um, it's just, you know, something different to play with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, those are just a couple of different ways that, you know, I get out of a slump. I mean, I was definitely in a slump this winter. I barely shot at all, really, mm -hmm. like hardly anything. If you look at my Instagram and stuff like that, I mean, there was not very many uploads whatsoever. Um, uh, but now, uh, you know, Greg, not to brag, but at least here, uh, you know, I'm only, you know, maybe, uh, if we could drive in a straight line, I'm only three or four hours South of you, but, uh, the wildflowers are, are hot and heavy here for sure. Um, so I've been, I've been getting out and doing a lot of spring wildflower photography and, um, a lot of other photography too. There's just been, been a lot going on and, you know, soon we're going to be into summer and, um, which I, I slow down a little bit again in the summer and then we get into autumn and, um, you know, I love fall colors and stuff. And then, you know, I'll be back to having to think after that of some different projects and ways to keep myself excited about, about photography. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, try, try a different camera, you know, visit the art museum, um, you know, maybe check out a, a different, podcast yeah. <laughs> uh, channel uh, no there's um, a lot of good content yeah. out there 
There is. There is. There is for sure. <laughs> Listen to some interviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Dave, uh, do you have any um, any suggestions or anything that you have experienced? Well, yeah. I mean, I mainly before we were locked in our homes, um, I didn't travel an awful lot. So a lot of times it was, you know, going somewhere around the weekend or hitting the same, you know, when I, let's say when I went for a walk or run at lunch, it was the same place over and over again. And there's no, I mean, especially when you're in an industrial park, there's not much change. Yeah. You know, they want to keep it the exact same day after day after outside of, you know, a snowfall that would change it. But since I've been at home, I'm actually been walking closer to my neighbor, closer around my neighborhood. So it's somewhere where I haven't walked even before we were locked down. If I would go for a longer run on the weekend, just because of the amount of hills and the lack of sidewalks, I tended to drive a little further where it was a little safer. Yeah. Well, at lunch, it's, well, I don't, I, even though they expanded our lunch and thankfully I'm very happy they did that or they expanded our lunch to an hour it's still not enough time for me to get in the car, drive somewhere and there and just drive back and I'll, Oh, there goes my lunch. So it's places I have not walked or ran and just something new. Yeah. Um, so in, especially when I'm walking, not necessarily concentrating on not getting run over. Uh, and I can take the time to kind of look around me as I'm going down a road. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just catch something unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, today I was going for a walk and noticed that, uh, there was, and it wasn't a, like a, a walking path where it was, it was a wooded area, but it's not exactly a, a walking wooded area, but it was a place where some trees kind of fell down. It almost looked like a little staircase someone would have put up. Yeah. And it's just something that I wouldn't have noticed if I wouldn't have slowed down, went somewhere where I didn't go or I'm used to going. And go, oh, I never, I, I've lived here for five and a half years. I never noticed that before because I either drove by it or I try to get that, get by that piece of road as quickly as possible for safety reasons. Right. Um, but now it's like, oh, I can look at that. And, oh, that's kind of an interesting picture. Let me get down on my knees and try to get a, a low angle shot there. So, you know, if you're, if you're used to hanging in, we, even if you're locked down, almost everyone says, if you keep your six foot distance <laughs> and depending on where you live, wear a mask, um, you know, d- being socially conscious and trying to make sure no one's getting sick, or you're not getting sick, go somewhere you haven't gone before that you were like, you know, I always wanted, I always wondered what was down that street, but I never had the time to go, well, I'll just stop, park the car and take a walk down there as long as you're safe. But, you know, or, oh, I've always driven by that building or I've driven by this area. And it's, I always, you know, always had to run and do this or I had to go here or there was always some kind of time. We get in, we get in routines and, and, and. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. Take the I, time to get out of that. Yeah. I, I know I have to kind of uh, stop and, uh, or t- make a mental note of what I've went, gone past. Well, one of the things that I, I ran into was um you know before i got into mobile photography you know i was i was doing you know using a dslr and in doing a lot of photography i was taking a lot of pictures but then i i noticed that 
uh, I was, I was hitting that slump. I was, I was hitting that wall. Uh, and there were times where I was able to pick it back up again when I went out and shot with a friend, you know, uh, being able to get together with somebody that you can bounce ideas off of, you can work off of each other's, um, energy, you know, when it comes to, to different things, collaboration is a, is a big way of being able to help you get past, you know, that, that either boredom or, or, you know, the, the, I don't know if I really want to go out and do something type thing that can stand in your way. Um, the other thing that I ran, that I found was when I bought my first iPhone, I, I had the 3GS and I had started to take, I don't think I have any of those around here. I was starting to take pictures with a little Canon point and shoot. It, it was no, no, no. It was a Kodak. It was a Kodak point and shoot. And it was like the 310, Kodak 310 or something like that. Really cheap. You know, it was, it was my first real digital camera, even though the one that I, uh, my first digital camera was a, uh, was basically a webcam that you could take pictures with. It was like one megapixel. I wish I still had that thing. Um, <laughs> but there was something about that low quality, low megapixel uh, camera that pushed me to try harder. It was almost like these things were making it too easy um, because they're with the glass and, and with the depth of field and, and, and everything like that. Um, it was, it did a lot of the work. And so I found that, you know, those little point and shoots, I really had to work to make it look good. And the same thing happened with the three GS and then the four came and the four S and that's how I, I fell in love with mobile photography because of the limitations that it had that forced me to work harder to make it look good. When and I've told this before on the podcast, but I'll say it right now. I when I was uh, when I was working for the phone company, we all had the same type phone. I had a three GS, and um, I was showing my boss some of the pictures that I took. He's like, "Wait a minute, I have that. I have that same phone. You took that with that phone?" I said, "Yeah." And then one of the ladies walked into the office, uh, into his office. He's like, "Hey, Rachel, come here." What, 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 you know, what, what phone are you using? She goes, Oh, the 3GS, it's terrible. He's like, Look. And he, and he, <laughs> he handed my phone over to her and she goes, What? With that? And, and I felt like, it's like, Okay, I'm able to do something that other people aren't able to do. And so having the, uh, the, the being restricted in what you can do, forcing me to, to push the boundaries on the phone. Plus, uh, one of the things why I got into podcasting is I love to teach and teaching helps you to be able to get out of slumps too. When you're able to, to, to um, share that joy that you have with, with photography with somebody else and see them go, Oh wow, this is so cool. I like this. And then all of a sudden you're kind of fired up too. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to, uh, to be able to uh, get out of a, 
out of a slump. And, and some of it has to do with challenging yourself. Others is, is challenging with a friend. And, and the other thing is being able to teach and, and, and kind of share that love of photography of mobile photography or whatever you're doing with somebody else. And that helps you to get fired up again. And so to, to add to your point, Joe, about pushing yourself um, with these new phones, they're making it so easy they to are. get a good photograph, right? Yeah. I mean, point and shoot, and it's perfectly exposed. That you know, the smart HDR kicks in, and yeah. I mean, it's really hard to take a bad picture. Yeah. So, for me personally, that's why this year I've decided to go back to shooting raw a little more hmm. um, to push myself into getting the best exposure for that type of file you know, the processing, all that stuff. I mean, it's not going to be for everybody, but if you want to push yourself to see what you can get out of the camera, you know, try shooting raw, shoot yeah. raw and JPEG. That way you still got your, your, your um, you know, magically processed by Apple picture. If the raw doesn't work out, which I've had that happen, you know, yeah. a couple of times, but um, definitely give it a try. You know, you can use Snapseed, Yep. or LumaBee or Raw Power, one of these apps to process them. Yep. Um, you know, but it, it's a really good way to help spark that creativity in another direction. I still have my 3GS. I still have my 4S. And I can still use those with their limitations to uh, force myself to do something better than what this thing does. You know, so I'd love know. to see a side by side of oh. you know the same scene taken with each with each of those phones. Okay, that would be really interesting. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I think uh, I think we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, you know, we we like to do these types of things with the podcast, and uh, and so we're still kind of learning with with uh, YouTube on what we can do, but we're, you know, we want to be able to keep our, our format kind of tight and, uh, and keep the interest. So we're going to go ahead and, and we're going to move on to our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. Dave, go ahead and uh, share with us what our post pick is. Okay, and boom. Okay, and everyone see okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so this is from uh, this week we're doing the Instagram again. And this is uh, the user is A-N-N-D-R-O, the number eight on Instagram. And this is a picture from the Kensington Metro Park. Where I'm not sure. Actually, let me see where that is because I want to. But it's a person hand feeding um, chickadee, a chickadee, I should say. And it's just looking in, like I said, we just do a generally for weeks that we do from Instagram, we just do a search for the hashtag tiny shutter on Instagram. And just the, for me, what caught my eye here is just the fact of A, they were able to get a bird coming up to their hand to, to get fed out of it while taking a picture and just being the, 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 the sharpness of the bird and just, uh, you know, just how 
clear and sharp while I figured you're holding out your hand with you're holding out your hand here and you're trying to take a picture this way and not trying to spoof the bird away and try and keep it. It's just how clear and I, I just I, that and just how it's framed. It was just it just really caught my eye when we were kind of looking and discussing uh, which p- photo to look at. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts on this? I love chickadees. Um, you know, we hear them around our house here quite a bit, but I've never really tried to feed them like, like they, like they do with this picture here. Um, but I like the framing of it. It's a square format for Instagram, obviously. And uh, I, I really like the, uh, the, the crispness, the sharpness and, and it, you know, everything kind of blends in together, but yet you can still kind of see the bird separate from the background. It, mm-hmm. it, it's that, you know, the colors are all brown, just like they are around where I live. And, but, um, you know, with the white on the bird and the black cap and everything else, it, it, it still stands out a little bit. And I think they've captured it well. It, it, it takes a while to get these birds to come to your hand from what I understand. Yeah. But, uh, once they do, you can have a lot of fun snapping them. And, and this photo is, a, is a good example of that. Um, you know, nice and sharp and crisp. Does it say what phone they used, Dave? Uh, let me one second to bring this up. I don't think they did. No, no. I only saw, I say close-up clips here. Click on iPhone, macro photography, Oakland County Parks. Shot on an iPhone, tiny shutter. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing not, about not, what Not about is. which phone was used. Yeah. Well, it has a nice, you know, a nice soft background so it, it really really works well it's a good shot mm-hmm. yep very cool what are your thoughts matt yeah i mean i agree with everything greg just said um you know i like the shallow depth of field it makes the bird pop for sure um i think really more than anything for me this this photo just brings back um you know some good memories of uh doing literally this exact same thing with my my wife and my son and, um, you know, it's, it's just a, a special thing really to, uh, you know, get a bird to land in your hand. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my experience doing this is that, um, it really is a very fleeting moment. You know, um, this, this picture captures, yes captures it in a way that makes it look like the bird is, you know, just content and chilling, you know, in, in, in the hand, but it, um, you know, my experience is they'll, they'll land pretty much long enough to grab a seed and then fly away. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, they definitely captured, you know, really nice moment there with the bird, uh, really nice and sharp. And, um, you know, it's, that's just a, a special thing, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool that they were able to get a picture of that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of it. If I was doing the same thing, I'd be using my left hand. So I don't know if the if the image is inverted or something. But I, I would I'd have difficulties trying to capture that moment with the bird being there. So I would love to know the behind the scenes on that. So I like it. It's a it's a it's a wonderful image. Everything that you guys said is is right on. Um, and, uh, it, it turned out, you know, it turned out very, uh, very good. So, um, it, so I want to say this, um, congratulations to it's, is it, uh, Anne, 
on post on your on post pick of the week. If you'd like to be chosen uh, as post pick of the week, you have two options. You can go onto Instagram and use the hashtag Tiny Shutter and um, <laughs> put it on your. <laughs> I had I had to throw that in there. Tiny Shutter. Um, yeah, you know, you had to rub it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Joe's uh, the only one with a shirt like that. I know. I there's only one of. Actually, I think my mom might have one. So there's two of them in existence. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, use Tiny Shutter on your images on Instagram. And we go through and we look at them and go through and look at all the images that are hashtag Tiny Shutter. They're really good. I tell people, you know, our listeners are, are phenomenal on what they do. And uh, I'm kind of jealous sometimes, but, uh, you know, they're, they're doing an awesome job. The other way is to go onto the Facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge, which right now is water. And so you can go on there, add some images, look around, see what's there to inspire you. Uh, but you have uh, those two options. And we use this for our album art, and it helps us to showcase what our listeners and viewers are doing so all right well i think we have ourselves a show so uh let's go ahead and do this we came we saw we kicked it ass. barely let's go around the room and uh tell everybody where they can find you let's start with you greg okay you can find me on instagram twitter uh, i think the best way to find all my online stuff is to go to about dot me slash mcmillan m-c-m-i-l-l-a-n that's got all the links to my online stuff instagram twitter all that stuff um you can go to the artful ipc.club check out the community uh the the podcast the artful the aipc interviews is on a artful ipc.com and i've got nine episodes done so far you can go back and peruse them and, and listen to some. And like I say, the one last night was all about videos. So it was really interesting. And, um, Oh, I have a new real quick. I have a new, uh, Instagram account that I've started. Nice. <laughs> this is kind of corny, but this is kind of corny, but, uh, so my wife and I, we have a, 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 a RAV4, it's a blue one. And I didn't realize how many Instagram accounts out there, people are putting together for their vehicles. So I thought I'll start one for the RAV. And the, the tagline is it, it, because it's nice and bright blue. The tagline is um, uh, at, just to add a little color in an otherwise mundane world, um, which it certainly is right now for me as you know. Um, but anyway, it's called the blue RAV and you can just check it out. I, I'm going to try to make my, the posts something very photogenic. So I'm not going to just put pictures of the RAV on there and, and that's it. I'm going to try to have it situated in nice scenes and, you know, nice scenery in the background and whatnot. Um, so just something different. I, we're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, got to have something to do, right? Yeah. Try to get out of that creative slump. Nice. Uh, so here, Matt, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, all the places, all um, the places, all the places, uh, not really all of them, but um, a lot of them. Twitter, Flickr, Instagram, Artful Eye Photography Community, GeoCities. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. GeoCities. Oh, Joey, yeah. killing me. Yeah. Uh, Farmville. Um, <laughs> all those places. <laughs> At M. Hoffman Photo. Very cool. Dave. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Prof Pod and in the group as Dave Podner. And uh, if you can find on the Internet Wayback Machine, <laughs> I had I had a GeoCities account for a traveling tutor service I had. Wow. That I ran briefly in 98 and 99 <laughs> when I was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You will win one million internets. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of Instagram accounts, um, you know, I've always said that you can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. I actually uh, had an email come to me about somebody trying to reset a password on account Ooh. I used to have that I forgot about. And um, I posted, let's see here, nine, was it nine, uh, uh, 12 images in January of 2011. And, um, and so I went through and kind of guessed what the, um, what the password was. I ended up resetting it. Now I have two accounts. And so, nice. you know, like you said, you know, having that second account, I'm thinking, hmm, sounds like a great account for my Jeep. Um, but uh, there you go. Yeah. So it's it, so you can find me at Joseph Ferreira. You can also find me at Joseph F. And uh, you can see the images that I posted from my uh, Canon 30D back in 2011 before I had an iPhone. So. <laughs> You can find links to this show, uh, show links to our Facebook group and uh, everything else by going to tinyshutter.com. All right. Well, good job, guys. We have another show in the bag, one for the YouTubes. And uh, we, we are doing this every other week. And so you won't see a show next week, but uh, we're on a uh, every other week schedule and uh, we will see you guys later. Why don't you guys say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. There is always a man at a wedding who is not in any photograph, who can go anywhere. You can carry an equipment bag around with him if he likes. And you never even see his face. Ah, the photographer. Excellent. Thank you. Um, may I have a look at your camera? Brilliant, ruthless, and almost certainly a monomaniac. Though, in fairness, his photographs are actually quite good.